Welcome here, everyone. Takes a little more time to find the perfect spot, whether you like the sun or the shade. It's a little windy, so hold on to your music sheets if you found one of those. Calvin in the black shirt standing at the back has more papers, so if you need those sheets of music lyrics, you can run back there and get one from him. And that will be the lyrics for today, because we don't have the projector outside, of course. So hopefully everyone can get settled here in the next couple minutes. And we won't ask anyone to stand, but please feel free because we are outside and there's lots of space to, you know, to stand or if you want to move around, kind of maybe head to the, the back lawn area and just feel free to, to be present to God and present in your body this morning outside. It's okay to be distracted by the trees and the birds and the sunshine. This is all part of it. So we'll start with singing Hope of the Nations. Three, four. to our Sunday School Picnic. Um, if you still need a music sheet, maybe you can share with a neighbor. I'm not sure if there's any more at the back. Um, but for the call to worship, I just wanted to read an excerpt from a book um, about how the Spirit um, convinces our orphan hearts that we're God's children. So I'll read from The Theology of the Ordinary by Julie Canlis. Only the Spirit can convince our orphan hearts that we are God's children. This is the Spirit's primary ministry to us, an identity-forming ministry, calling us to trust in God's fatherly goodness and allowing us to cease from perfectionism and performance. All the other miraculous signs that the Spirit can and does work in us pale in comparison to this. 
So this morning, as we're celebrating, in a way, children and life, um, because it is kind of the Sunday school picnic, um, we, in a way, are all children, and we are all children of God. And so this um, reminder from the Spirit that we are loved by God, that we are God's children, I just hope and pray that God can do a work in your heart this morning, just reminding you of that and of your identity. And the one of the songs we'll sing later is called Who You Say I Am. And it talks a lot about just kind of claiming that we are children of God and we can live in that promise and identity. So if you know the um, actions to this next song called Peace Like a River, feel free to do them. So actually for this song, if you are able or willing, please stand so that you can get your bodies involved in this worship service. Adrian will kind of be doing the actions from her chair as well. So it'll be peace like a river, love like an ocean, and joy like a fountain. Also work that the Holy Spirit does in us. Three, four. trying to make sure these papers don't blow away so the transitions are a little bit longer. That breeze is so beautiful. Let's pray before we go into the next couple songs. Thank you so much, Creator God, for creating this beautiful, beautiful world for us to live in. Thank you for creating us, our bodies, our beings, and there's no other way we get to connect with you but in our own bodies and in this world. We're so thankful. And I pray that as we continue on with this service, that you would just help us to learn something new today, to see um, ways that you want us to rethink and trust in you in, in more ways, and that you would just show us that you are our Father and that you love us so much, and help us to accept that this morning, that we are children of God. Uh, we also pray just for our congregation in general. We just pray a blessing on those who are here, those who are not due to illness or other events going on. We just ask that you would just direct and guide us. Um, I also pray for the offering, even though we aren't collecting it per se this morning, that um, you would just continue to remind us that you've been so generous with us and that um, it is our responsibility to also be generous and to give our money and our time and our energy to the work of your kingdom in the world. Uh, so be with us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's continue singing together, Build My Life. Mm -hmm. 
song last song of this set that we'll do is who you say I am so you can find that on your papers
was lost, but he brought me in, oh, his love for me, oh, his love for me, who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed, I'm a child. Let's read from Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. All right. Sunday school picnic, so y'all know what that means. Oh, I was going to say what it means is you get to see my blinded by my legs. That That's what Sunday school picnic means. But, oh, I was going to take a bit. I'm going to have to ask for a round of applause for everybody that worked so hard on putting this thing together. It's, that's going to be Lyndon over there. That's going to be Jeff. That's going to be Sheldon. That's going to be Theo. That's going to be Riley. That Oh, there was a lot. Of, who else am I missing on that one? It's going to be in Derek. Derek, you did a lot of work on here. Derek. Oh, yeah. So... I'm looking forward to all of the good memories that will come uh, 
from this over the years to come. So, but let's talk announcements. It's going to be a short list today. Uh, there is prayer meeting on Wednesday. Uh, apart from that, on Tuesday, there is Carrie's uh, baby shower. So that is going to be on Tuesday at 730. Uh, make sure to put that down. And apart from that, are there any announcements? I guess Sunday uh, Sunday service next week at 1045. Uh, and anything else? No Sunday school. Uh, we're done for the summer. So, all right. Any other announcements on that? All right. Then let's move to a time of prayer. Dear God, we come before you this morning, first off, thanking you for this congregation. Every Sunday school picnic, then it is always a time of remembering the year gone by. And this year gone by, we remember the wonderful things that you have done. We remember the music nights. We remember the days spent building this. We remember Kids Connect and the good nights that were had there. Lord, when we think back to the year that has gone by, we can see how you have worked through our congregation and in our congregation time and again, and we thank you for that. Lord, we look forward to this year to come and seeing all the ways that you work through us again to build your kingdom here in North Norfolk. Lord, we look forward to that. And God, we want to bring before you the people that we have on our hearts. Lord, we want to bring before you first Wenda, and that is praise that she is recovering as well as she has from her fall. God, we pray for continued recovery. We pray that every last bit of soreness is done away with completely and that she will be completely healed. God, we look forward to seeing when that is done, but we thank you so much for all of the healing that you have brought her so far. And God, we also want to pray for car troubles and the possibility. God, we want to pray for our refugee family right now. And the car troubles on the way here, that is unfortunate. But God, we pray that they will get them all sorted out and they'll still manage to make it out. It'll be wonderful to see their faces. So God, we put that before you. We know that just like you are the great healer, you're also the great mechanic. And you also work with the other mechanics as well. And so God, we look forward to that. And God, we also want to pray for the Gunther grandparents as they are going traveling soon. Lord, we pray for safe travels for them. We pray that they'll get to the far side and it won't be nothing but a thing. And that you'll also ease minds. God, that we put before you. God, we want to pray for health. We want to pray for health as well. We want to thank you also for Charles that he has recovered from his spill that he had a while ago and that he's back on his bike already. We're amazed by that. And so we pray that he'll have many good years of riding ahead of him too, but also safety as well. And we also want to pray for cancer that we know is going through. We want to pray for Alma. We want to pray that you are with her now. You are with her family now. That you bring whatever healing she needs, but that you bring the comfort that she needs most and to her family also during this difficult time. And we think of the people in our community that are also recently diagnosed with cancer, that scourge. God, we pray that you will show yourself in new ways. God, we pray that you will heal what is needed, but Often we do not know what to do when these diagnoses come through, but you do. And so, God, we pray, act in us the way that you need. And God, finally, we want to pray for Margaret Schultz. We thank you that she has finally gotten into a care home. And we pray that as she is in there now, it will be a good fit, that she will settle right in and that she will make new friends. We thank you that she is so much closer by now, and we pray that it'll be exactly what she needs. Lord, all of these things we put before you, but most of all, we thank you for this wonderful day and this wonderful group of people. In your name we pray. Amen. All right.
horse fly. We're good. So, <clears throat> I had big plans of what I was going to speak about this weekend. Big plans. And by that I meant it was going to be one of those uh, sermons from the cutting room floor like it usually is. But then a whole slew of people came to me with all sorts of issues and that didn't happen. And besides, I went through all my notes and there was nothing fun that I could find anyway. So instead, we're going to do something different. Instead, what we're going to do is realize that here we are outside. It's a wonderful day and it feels almost like we're at camp again, doesn't it? And so because I have preached at a camp before to a bunch of five and six year olds, I am going to do the same thing to you. So get to look forward to a sermon for five and six year olds. I expect that it will impact all of us deeply. But because it's for five and six year olds, that also means that there is actions that need to be done. That means we need to get into it. So I'm expecting this from everybody, not just the kids, but I'm expecting this from everyone that we get well into it. Can you do that? I'm going to take that and run with it. <laughs> All right. So two years ago, during the midst of the pandemic and one of the lockdowns at Valley View, I got asked to talk about Joshua. And Joshua, there's a very, there's a lot of interesting things going on with him. For starters, there are two Joshuas in the Bible, and they are very similar in many ways. And so we're going to talk about both of those. And we're going to start talking about the one that everybody thinks about uh, when we talk about Joshua and the one that has a book named after him. Can anybody tell me what the name of that book is? <laughs> everybody laughed at that, and yet it still took about 20 seconds before anyone actually answered. So the book of Joshua, it's about him. And right in the beginning of that book, there is a story, and we're going to talk about that story now. And in order to do that, we're going to need to start doing something that, well, because my legs are as white as they are, I think that everybody wants to do anyway. Close their eyes. As closed as you possibly can. And we're going we're gonna to imagine three things. We're going to imagine three things. And the first of them is a wall. We're going to imagine a wall that is so tall that you can't even see over it. We're going to imagine a wall that is so broad that you can't even see around it. We're going to imagine a wall that is so just all imposing that even being in the presence of it, it kind of makes you shake as being in the presence of things that are impossibly big seems to always do. You have that in your minds, right? All right. The next thing, we're going to imagine that it's a day like today, but even hotter. 10 times hotter, 100 times hotter. And we're going to imagine that through that heat, we have been walking, this whole group, for just a long time, for just days, months, years even. Let's say 40 years is how long we have been walking in this heat. Can you smell that? And I say smell that, let's be honest. Can you smell that? Can you feel it? It's in your bones. You're exhausted at this point, right? Oh, oh, that's a terrible thing. And now we imagine one more thing. We imagine on the far end of that wall, we imagine cool water. We imagine flowing streams. We imagine milk and honey, but like milk and honey that can put up with that kind of heat. Can you imagine that? That here we are all exhausted in the heat before us is a wall that we can't even imagine because it is so impossibly big and on the far side is the refreshment that we have wanted for so long. Open your eyes. That, that right there, that is how the story of the first Joshua begins. Or at least the story we're going to be talking about today. Joshua was the leader of that group of people that we were just imagining there. And before him was this big wall going around a city named Jericho. And on the far side of that city was this land that they had been wanting to go to for so very long that they would find refreshment at. This wall, this place that they had been wanting to go to for so very long that finally their journey would be done. And it is so close that you can smell it on the wind and yet 
before them, there is this impossible obstacle. And Joshua, he doesn't know what to do. And so what does he do? He does what we all do when we don't know what can possibly happen next. We prayed. He prayed and he prayed and he prayed. And he prayed for so long that he just wasn't sure what was even going to happen. And then one night it did. One night an answer came from God. And he woke up in the morning. And here I'm going to be taking a certain amount of paraphrasing because I imagine that after all that time when he woke up in the morning, he jumped up and he was just absolutely excited because finally the answer had come. Finally, he knew what it is that he needed to do. And so you can feel that kind of excitement when everybody is feeling down and all of a sudden there is that level of excitement in a room. I think we've all kind of felt that before. You just kind of get into it, right? You just are like, well, now we have something and you get excited too. And so what he does is he got everybody that was there to go and to line up in a big long line and I think that people at that point they were assuming well now has come the time we're going to break this wall down we're going to march straight at it and God will work what he will do and so they line up as long as you can possibly see longer than you could possibly imagine that is the line of the people that are feeling so tired but now finally have excitement and then Joshua tells them to march and so they march and then they go right up to it and right when they are underneath the wall itself right when they figure the time has finally come that's when something unexpected happens. That's when Joshua, I imagine, yells out whatever the Hebrew word for left is. And they turn and they march and they go completely around that city. And then they stop. They go back to their tents and that is the day. Imagine how confused they would be at that. <laughs> but... God works in mysterious ways. So undoubtedly, they're probably figuring, you know what, maybe maybe this is just the beginning of something. And so they go to sleep. They're a bit befuddled, but at the same time, oh, that's a good word, befuddled. Yeah. They're a bit befuddled, but they go to sleep. They begin the next day. They figure the next day we're going to do it. And so the next day comes. Joshua gets them all to line up, and that's what happens again. They march towards the city. This time we're going to do it, they figure. This time, and then left, and around they go. Around they go. And they do that again, and they do that again the next day. And they do that again the next day. They do that again the next day. They do that again the next time. Six days they do that. Six days they do that. Puzzling thing. Not wondering how in the world is this going to work. And then they go to bed on the sixth day. And you can kind of figure a little bit that maybe they just don't know what's going on. Did God really speak to Joshua after all? And that's a good place for a cliffhanger till the train passes with its honking. There we go. Everybody hear me again? If I speak real loud and I ask Dawson to help? Which is good because now we've gotten to the point where all of those actions that I mentioned before start coming up. So. I need you to limber up. I need you to prepare your... You don't need to stand. Don't, let's not get ridiculous here. You can keep sitting, but I need you to get your knees good to go. All right. There we go. So, the seventh day comes. And then what happens on the seventh day? We're told that it's bright and early on the seventh day. That's when the people wake up. I don't know about you guys, but if it's bright and early on a day, I, I have not been trained for that. I am just cranky. I don't know what's going on. But at this point, they've been doing this six days. They know the routine already. They know what they need to do. So without even thinking about it, they line up and they figure, well, what's it going to hurt? And so they line up before that city. And there's priests that get put in for them. That's a bit of an interesting one. But then they start out. And here we want to start clomping our little hoofs against the ground. Can you do that? 
just lazily. This is the first one. It's kind of like whatever. Your heart isn't in it. You're just doing it by rote. They get all around. And then for the first time in six days, something changes. And the first time in six days, Joshua says, let's do it again. And can you imagine that? Can you imagine the quicker pace of the steps that's coming in after that? And yeah, that's right. Now we need to go even faster. I'm probably going to stop this at some point because I still don't have all my lung capacity back from the last cold I had. So they get so excited. Now it's two times around. They're picking up their pace. And then what happens when they get to the end of it? Well, then it's three times around. And then they pick up their pace even more. They're starting to get very excited about this. I'm very impressed that I could have done this three years ago. Oh, and then they go a fourth time and a fifth and a sixth. And then they go a seventh time. And suddenly they stop. And then, and those of you that know what's coming now are getting a bit anxious about this. Then, trumpets blast. And I'm sorry I didn't have any trumpets. Is anyone good at making a trumpet noise? There we go. And then all of the people, what do they do? They yell as loud as they can. And I'm going to plug my ears. Have at it. (laughs) And then suddenly quiet. And it's a deafening quiet. And then a rumble comes. And then it gets louder and louder. And the wall comes tumbling down. And on the far side of it, all of the water they could ever want, all of the refreshment they could ever need, God had led them home. That's the story of Joshua, the first Joshua, in front of the city of Jericho. But as I said, there is actually two Joshuas in the Bible. Did you know that uh, with certain names, if you say them in different languages, they, they sound different? You say them differently, right? Like, my dad is an Albert but uh, only if you're talking to somebody who's German or somebody who's English, then he's an Albert. If you're talking to somebody who is Spanish or somebody who is Italian or one of the Romance languages, does anyone know what his name is? Alberto. That is terrible pronunciation, like, but I, I enjoyed saying it. Or, well, I mean, we have a Jennifer here. What's Jennifer if you go to Spain? I'm not going to try that one. I always get the yet wrong. Yennefer. Joshua's like that too. Joshua is a name that uh, if you say it in Greek, you get uh, a very different sound. Uh, it's more of a yeah. It's more of a su. It's a Jesus. It's Jesus. I'm betting everybody knew that one already, but that's true. He's the second Joshua in the Bible. And his story, it, it echoes the first Joshua like an awful lot. His story begins even before the first Joshua do, does, but he kind of takes a bit of a, a stealth role for a little bit, but you can see him on every page when you go back and look for him. His story begins straight in the beginning of the Bible where we were talking about creation there. And right there, you get this wonderful picture of a God who just loves so much that he creates everything. He creates wonderful days like this. He creates all of the, I hate to say it, the bugs on the ground that are bugging me right now. He creates the nice weather like this. He creates the trees. He creates the grass, all of the animals that we find so cute and the ones we don't find so cute as well. And he creates human beings right at the pinnacle of that. In his image, he creates them, and they just have the best of times. If you read Genesis 2, it's just all about human beings and God. They're just hanging out, having a good time, walking around the garden, doing gardening work. And uh, For those of you that don't think that gardening is just the epitome of paradise, don't worry, you will get older yet. It comes for all of us. 
but they're just having a time of their lives. And then, then something unfortunate happens. Then we get to Genesis 3, and sin enters the picture. And what that sin is, is just the people figure that this God, he's so cool. Why don't we just go ahead and try to be like him? Why don't we try to be him ourselves? Why don't we try to be God ourselves? Then we don't even need God in the picture. Then we can kind of do the whole thing ourselves, right? And so that's what they do. They try to be God themselves. That's what's going on there in the beginning of Genesis 3. And if you think about what sin is, that's kind of just like the crux of it, isn't it? Every time we're mean to those around us, every time we destroy the world around us, every time we do things that just hurt God. It's just us trying to say that we know what we're doing better. We know what we are doing. And the problem with that is, is that then when that sin comes and shoots through everything, it's like there's blinders in front of us. It's almost like there's a wall in front of us. See, there's that wall again. And we can't see God anymore because we're here on the one side. There's this wall that is sin in front of us. And then on the far side, there is our God who wants nothing more than to see us and play with us as it used to be and then go make things as they were and better still. So what are we to do? We try our best to knock down that wall, but it just never works, does it? Well, that's when God, he figures out I got this. I know what to do. See, God at this point, he's pretty good at knocking down walls. We just saw that in the story of the first Joshua, didn't we? So this God, he's like, well, if that is what is between us, I'm going to tear that wall down. And he does that in a wonderful way. He does that by sending his son, Joshua, his son, Josh, his son, Jesus, to be a human being just like us, to be born, to live. He's still fully God, but he's also fully a person too, however that works. And because of that, he knows how to tear that wall down. And that is what he proceeds to do. As you go through the story in the gospels, as you see, Jesus go through his ministry. As you see the people follow him, that's what's happening. We are shown how to address that sin. We are shown how to deal with it. We are shown how to tear down that wall with God's help. We're shown how to be friends with God again. And that story of what he does while you'd think we'd be so excited about it, while you think we'd be so elated by it, while you think that the fact that here is God now to address the sin in our lives, we think that that would be the greatest thing ever. He actually gets killed for it. Because we so want to be God ourselves. And that is when the most wonderful thing in all of history happens. He raises from the dead, showing that even death itself isn't enough to keep him from tearing down that wall. Now he's in heaven the right side of God the Father. But God is still very much with us. God is still very much right here in each and every one of us if we want that to happen. All we have to do to tear down that wall is to admit something that is as obvious as ever could be, that he is the Son of God. And we can follow him. If we do that, the wall comes down and on the far side we can see our God. Refreshing as the day and what a time that would be.
you're interested at all in talking about that or if you have anything more that you want to talk about, anything going on in your life that you want to bring up with me, I'd be happy to hear it. Just come track me down after the service is done. But in our Bibles, we are told the story of two Joshuas, both of which tear down walls. And on the far side, oh, the home we will find. Amen. For our closing song, we're going to be singing the doxology together. It's going to double up as a prayer as well for lunch. And when sometimes when we sing songs many, many times throughout our lives, uh, it can be easy to just like mindlessly sing or say the words, but the words are so powerful, so I'd invite you to stand and raise your hands if you want um, as we praise God together. So we'll just sing the doxology slowly without instruments. Praise God from whom all blessings invite Russell back up to give us some announcements about lunchtime. Well, as far as announcements for lunchtime, we are just beginning to grill meat skewers, and so make sure to look forward to that. You're all invited to stay. Uh, soon we're going to be moving all of the food outside, and then it'll be a nice time of fellowship. After that, there will be children's uh, activities as well as a couple adult ones as well so I'd invite you to stay but as far as our benediction goes we turn to the book of numbers may the Lord bless you and keep you may the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace this week let's follow that Lord this week Let's tear down that wall this week. Let's follow our Lord. <laughs>